This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, James Pearce. Hi, Jay. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm a little bit tired. Yourself? I'm... Uh... Like <laughs> the man. Now we are here in Porto and we are joined by two very special guests. First up, it's from the Independent, Simon Hughes. Hi, Si. Hello. How are you feeling? <laughs> Pretty similar to James. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also got David Lynch from the Evening Standard. Hello. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Probably better than you, I think. Yeah, that's probably right, to be fair. (laughs) Uh, Before we go any further, we would like to point out there is a little bit of bad blood between Simon and James. Well, Uh, it's more more from James. Yeah, more from James, actually, to be fair. Simon's Uh, timekeeping. We are nearing the one-year anniversary. Well, could you tell um, everybody of what this is? Well, I think it's a bit too hurtful to go back over in great detail, but... Simon effectively (laughs) split his genes in Rome last last April, and... uh, and then it kept me waiting about three hours while he got himself some new ones. That's a, that's a, a huge exaggeration. <laughs> what, what actually happened was I arrived in Rome um, and as soon as I got into my apartment, I bent over and felt, an, <laughs> I felt, felt an enormous rip around the crotch area, which then prompted me to walk across the Vatican. <laughs> pretty much with my genitalia hanging out, uh, in a rush to meet James, who wanted to get to the stadium very early, and James wouldn't speak to me, actually, for about an hour and a half, because I was, I was late. Um, and, and guess what, he got there with an hour to spare, and he still talks about it now. To be fair, it was quite funny. It was funny. It was funny. funny. Well, uh, one thing that we hope won't be so funny this evening is the game, because it's very serious business, isn't it, Simon? Liverpool may be leading 2-0, but... I think everybody's expecting it to be a lot different to what it was last year when Liverpool won 5 0 at the Estadio de Dragao. Mm. Well, I don't, I'm not sure it will be that different, to be honest, because you know, Porto came, out at, came mm. at Liverpool you know, quite fiercely in the first sort of 10 15 minutes of that game last year um, you know, and got caught out. I mean, ultimately, people are saying, well, you know, they have to be careful because they do have a goal at Liverpool and Liverpool score, but ultimately they need goals, don't they? So they're in a very difficult position, Porto. Um, and I, I think they will have a goal at Liverpool, you know, a bit like Man City, you know, did did last season in, when Liverpool beat them 3 0 because they do need goals, you know, they, they, they're going to have to hope, you know, the hope in Porto, I think, that, um, you know, that they, they get an early goal and get the crowd and just see what happens. But that said, I mean, I, I actually think that, you know, they're probably the best best way forward for them tonight will be to um, to try and keep it to nil-nil for as long as they possibly can and then maybe pinch one late on but I think the temptation will be that they'll, they'll have to have a go at Liverpool early on so there's two there's two, there's two two ways of approaching it I guess but I just think ultimately Liverpool have got too much in the forward areas to, to sort of for Porto not to concede a goal I mean Lynch if you were uh, Porto boss Sergio Contes out what would you be doing? What would be your approach? Because I'm, I'm in agreement with Sai. I think they'd be better served just keeping it tight because you know, the longer the game goes on, the more things might get a bit twitchy because if they make it 1-0 with 20 minutes to go, for example, suddenly the whole complexion changes. I think, I think he will be tempted to go for it quite early on, though, just on the basis of that first 10-15 minutes at Anfield where I thought Porto, it, they could have quite easily got the first goal at Anfield and that, that would have completely changed the side and, and sort of... They received quite a bit of encouragement, I think, from Liverpool in that early stages in terms of how 
easily they got the ball at the pitch to Morega and, and got into dangerous areas. So, you know, I, I, I agree with saying that they will probably be better served by keeping it tight, but I just I probably don't expect it, to be honest. I think they'll be keen to get that first goal as soon as possible just to give the crowd a lift. And also the, the effect that would have on Liverpool as well in terms of like would force them into the shells a little bit. So, yeah, I think I wouldn't go that way, but I think they'll probably come out swinging really. James, wake up. Um, pay attention, please. <laughs> uh, I won't ask you how Porto are going to approach this game, but I will ask how you think Jurgen Klopp will at Liverpool. Because he, he, was, he was quite cautious, wasn't he, last night when he was talking at his press conference? Well, he wasn't giving much away, was no. he, in terms of you know, the way I would go about the second leg. I don't, I don't think he'll change much, to be honest. I think we know just how lethal this Liverpool team can be on the counter-attack and... I think I think that will be that will be the game plan to be to be solid to be compact, disciplined, and I think he he'll he'll have his team prepared for. I think I think there will be a bit of an early onslaught just because I think I think the atmosphere will, will you know will encourage Porto to have a go early on, and you know that should suit Liverpool down to the ground because I just think you know it, it's just a perfect scenario for for Klopp the fact that it's an opponent that have to come out and play, and then I think that will be there'll be space for Liverpool's front three to. To utilise, and you know, they've all got happy memories of their last visit here. You know, Cy Porto haven't got happy memories, as we mentioned before, of Liverpool's last visit. And James Milner was speaking uh, at the press conference uh, last night, and he said that if I was in the Porto dressing room, I'd be up for you know, revenge and I'd be well up for this game. And he almost said that Porto was in some ways the most difficult draw Liverpool could have had. He didn't say it, but that was you can't mm. the inference in that, in that sense, in terms of motivation for the opposition. I mean, you're mm. all motivated when you get to the Champions League quarter final, but obviously Porto have got this extra thing of Liverpool last time humiliated them on, in their own patch and gave them the heaviest ever home defeat in Europe. Mm. I mean, you know, he's got to say all the right I mean, the Liverpool players have said all the right things, you know, the last week, you know. I, I, I do think that they, they, they mean it as well. I don't necessarily think. I think when they got Porto in the draw, they would have thought that's not a bad draw. Yeah. But uh, uh, you can you know, straight after the game last week. I think James Milner spoke as well, and a couple of the others, Virgil van Dijk. You know, we we're, were very aware that you know it's the, the game or the tie is still going to be difficult. Um, I mean, I, I was quite impressed by them last last week at Anfield. Um, not many teams go and actually play with. It was sort of a four-five-one, four-four-two, wasn't it? The, the the other two big guys up front who were quite mobile and did put Liverpool under a lot of pressure. Um, they sort of, they did surprise me, sort of how adventurous they were. Um, so I mean, that said, the team, the Porto team, hasn't changed a big deal since from the team that, that obviously got smashed by Liverpool last season. So it will serve as a motivation, but I just think when you've been beaten that heavily. You know, you, you might be motivated, but you, you're still going to be a little bit fearful, aren't you? Because you know what they can do. So, if I, you might say, "Well, I want to do this," but you know, you still got that burning memory of, "Well, we could go out there and have a go at them, and find ourselves one 0 down after 15 minutes, and the, the, the game's over." So, and if that happens, you know, I think Liverpool the last when was the last time they conceded more than obviously Porto need to score three, don't they? And, and I think Liverpool. Crystal Palace the only game this season where they conceded three. That's the only one. It I can must be. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. they haven't lost by three since the Tottenham game. I think. That's right. Yeah. Wembley. Yeah. So it's a big ask for them, isn't it? You know, I just can't see how they. They seem pretty happy after the game last week. I think they, 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 looking at the Porto players and the way they spoke, you know, you saw them coming through the mix zone and obviously they don't speak Portuguese, but they seem pretty content with 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 the night's work. But it's just a position that no team wants to be in against Liverpool. It's, yeah. it's the worst scoreline that you can have. As as Bayern Munich found out, if you don't score the away goal, 
it just it, it's 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 crushing really. I think for any team, and Bayern Munich found that out in the last round. I think Vinci, that's what Porto were aiming to achieve. I remember saying during during the course of the game, you could tell that they'd come to score a goal. They weren't particularly bothered whether they conceded two, three. Obviously, they won't concede four or five, but it did look as though they in the first half were going for it. But then at half time, I think I'm not saying both teams settled for a two nil, but it did seem as though. Porto took a step back and Liverpool with other big games coming up the Chelsea game they were like well this is a good position we don't want to ruin it that was it I think it was more a case of sort of as if almost the manager had said to them look let's try our best in the opening period to get ourselves in a way goal which will be massive for the tie and then but then obviously once it gets to 2-0 you have to start settling down a little bit there because obviously Liverpool get another one it's the tie's over isn't it so I think they, they would have been happy with that that they'd you know they didn't get that away goal, so that's a bit of a disappointing come, coming away from Anfield without that away goal, which would have done them a huge favour. But then to keep it two 0 with the quality that's in the Liverpool team and at Anfield, I think they, yeah they probably were a little bit content. It's still it's a difficult task for them tonight. You know it's Liverpool absolutely deadly on the counter, but going to Anfield and getting beat two 0 that's that's better than a lot of teams have done there this season. So, but ultimately if Liverpool were to go out, it'll be because. Of a poor Liverpool performance, or It'd have to be it, it won't be because of something the Porto have done. It'll be because I, Liverpool have lost the discipline and had, had to mm. buy a sent off um, at a crucial stage of the match, or you know the application isn't right. And at this stage of the season, um, with you know what's on offer, yeah, I, I just I just think the focus is so is going to be is going to be there. So yeah, I mean I'm just backing it, up what I said before. It's, it's just been so long, hasn't it, since you've had to question the attitude or the application of this team in terms of you know, the, I, I cannot even think of the last time you went away from a game thinking they were areas in which they were lacking you know they, they, there's been a lot it's of times away really isn't yeah, it? that 4-1 yeah, yeah. is yeah I mean you know, this season even even when standards slipped probably you know January February time and mm-hmm. performances weren't great you could never question could you the, the attitude and and, and the work ethic and you know and that, and that kind of unity that managed to then drag them over the line in games and I think the, Liverpool's win at the Allianz a few weeks back was was massive for them as, as well in terms of the European experience they've got now because I think if you've been coming coming here on the back of what happened in the group stage away from home then then I think there would be a debate about you know, that the atmosphere and all the rest of it but I, I didn't, didn't even think that was a talking point was it at the press conference you know being able to handle whatever awaits them here because James Milner did mention it didn't he he said we've got the experience now we know it's going to be yeah, lively but yeah. we know we can get through these things when five or ten minutes where it's yeah. difficult for us because it, it doesn't get much bigger than going to the Allianz and you know basically humiliating Bayern Munich in their own backyard which is what Liverpool did a few weeks back and you know it was interesting listening to Klopp after that game saying for him that was Liverpool's most complete European performance and you know, I think eyebrows would have been raised somewhere with people saying, well, oh, hang on a minute, Blue City away, Blue Roma away in the first leg of the semi-final last season. But I think you know, what he meant was to actually show the experience they've gained over the, you know, the, these two European campaigns. Uh, just, just to be able to play with that kind of maturity and control to, to boss a game, not, just, not to just produce like a 15, 20-minute spell of spellbinding football and then leak a few at the other end. So... Um, no, I think you know, everything's in place for Liverpool to get the job done tonight. James Milner was told yesterday about uh, what Sergio Conte had said where in his press conference. He'd said that at moments Liverpool are the best team in the world. And this was put to Milner and he said, you know, there are moments where we play really well, but we can't be considered the best team in the world because we haven't won anything. Mm. And that is still the one thing, isn't it, for Liverpool? Mm. Well, if Liverpool 
Liverpool to win the Premier League and the Champions League this season. They probably are the best team in the in the world. You know, most of the times that the teams that do win the Champions League are considerably better than the teams that win, you know, the the couple of the doors or, or whatever other competition. So there, there would be, you know, that discussion and it'd be, you know, a fair claim if, if Liverpool were to were to do that. I mean, they are amongst the but best. But they are. Teams they are. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they've been obviously reached the Champions League final last season. Um, so that puts them back amongst sort of the, the elite European teams. They haven't just, just done it, you know, hasn't just been a one-off. They've, they've gone again this season, and although I appreciate they have had these struggle in the away games and in in in, in, um, in the group stages, but you know they, they struggled throughout the group stages last season as well. You know, I, I, I do think that sort of Klopp, you know, Klopp is sort of at that stage of the season. Because of the regularity of the games, I think it, it may have affected the results in terms of um, the intensity of Liverpool's playing at certain moments. But you know the, the group stages have forgotten about now. It's all about how you finish the season. So I think if Liverpool were to to um, to, to get over the line in one of those competitions, um, you know we've got a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a sign for me to stop talking. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll ask Lynchy about one thing that didn't get mentioned at the press conference, and certainly no one's mentioned it since, is that after the first game, Porto were... No, certainly the president was absolutely fuming about certain things. He was saying VAR this, VAR that. And one of them was Mohamed Salah and his tackle on Danilo, which you could argue was a bit lucky, certainly not to get a foul given against him, given against him possibly a red card. So is that going to be some, another thing that's going to... You know, something else that's going to be put into the game? Will they be? Will they be after the whole fans be after Salah? Well, you just. I, I don't. I don't. I think that probably is subsided. I know. I know. He could see us posted a picture of it, didn't he, with the fort high up on the. Uh, speak loud, please. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, he could see us posted a picture, didn't he, of, uh, of the challenge that Salah had, had done under Nilo. But um, yeah, I, I don't think they'll be targeting or anything like that. To be honest, like to me, that looked like a completely accidental coming together really yeah. I don't think there was anything in that he was, was, it, was, was, it, he just was, was trying malicious, to, was it? no he was trying to put but he, that said obviously you have seen players get sent off yeah, whether they need it or but, not but whether or not that's right or not they, they were unhappy weren't they Porto and the president was unhappy with certain other things and not getting the yeah, handball yeah exactly the handball and the penalty and stuff like that well the, the worry is I, particularly going back to that handball decision as well is that that, that exact decision could have gone to VAR in a different game and you could have seen a penalty given and that shows how much good fortune can come into these moments. And it's, you know, maybe Porto gets them tonight. Maybe well, they that, do that's, get a penalty. Yes, that's and, what I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Does, that, does that play into well, the minds? If we're being totally honest, you know, we're, we're not sort of experts in the Portuguese press and what they've been speaking no, about, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure they'll be using all, like, the little injustices to try yeah. and motivate them, won't they? They've got a few players back as well, haven't they? Pepe, who loves Pepe? Herrera as well, the, yeah. the Mexican midfielder. He'll come back in and. The, uh, is it, who, who suspended it? Isn't one of the players suspended from the last night? Was it um, The um, one of them. Well, Pepe and Herrera are definitely coming back available. Yeah, one of the missed. players. I think it was the. Was it the right back? Was it? I think it was the person who was playing right back, but he wouldn't play right back anyway now because <laughs> yeah. uh, is it Militao was going yeah, to go across to play right, right back, back. So it's not that big a miss for them, I don't think. But I think they did. They did feel a bit hard done by at Anfield because I think obviously Morega had the best of their chances, didn't he? And you know, missed two or three decent ones, and um, he'd been ill. I think the the uh, the Portuguese press was saying and, and that. He, he, he was in some doubt, and they felt as if you know that hampered them on the night as well. And 
to be fair, Morega was a handful. I know he, his finishing he wasn't look great, up. but yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he put himself about, didn't he? And I know Lovren hadn't played a, an awful lot of football, and you know, and it and was rusty. <laughs> and then obviously he won't be out there tonight. But um, yeah, he, he's he's one that you know, if he gets decent service into him, I don't think he'll be as wasteful as he was the, in the first leg. The nature of their performance and the pressure they put Liverpool under does, you know, obviously serve as a warning to the team. And so when they are speaking about, like, sort of the, the, the dangers of coming here, you know, it's not just, I suppose it isn't just empty words because they did, you know, they will have felt that pressure at Anfield, you know, as, as James said, Morega and uh, the other, the Brazilian centre-forwards, at times, you know, did cause a lot of problems and, you know, very physical and mobile. In, in to a certain to a level that you know Liverpool have been tested in in a lot of games at Anfield, so that can be a good thing I think from Liverpool because it does send out the warning signs that you know you're gonna have to be you can't just think we're two 0 up you know it, it, we're gonna coast today. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I mean Liverpool's players are certainly not being complacent, and neither is Jurgen Klopp, but. You know, let's be honest. A lot of fans, or not a lot, but fans, some some fans who regularly travel to these European away games, a number of them have just decided to skip this one and go straight to what they thought would be a semi-final against Barcelona. Which, if Liverpool win now, obviously it is going to be that. What does that say about? Is that people being presumptuous, or is that just people actually being sensible about it, or is it just a show of faith in what the team are capable of? Then the fact that whereas last season it was this massive adventure which they got through to the final. This year it's been a certain sense of, well, we're here now, this is what we're supposed to be doing. So, you know. I think, yeah, it's just utter confidence in the, the, this team. And it's like what James said earlier about the idea that their application is always spot on. We know that they've got the quality, they've got the manager who's going to set them up in the right way. So you, you can see why people are confident that they'll get through. They've got themselves in a great position. It's against the team that they should be beating. It's, it's quite honestly... I can see why people are so confident Liverpool are going to do. I don't think it is presumptuous to. I, I, I think there's, there's, an, there's, there's, an element, there? there's an element of the weather playing the party as well because everybody has a nightmare in Porto last year. Couldn't get home. <laughs> and the weather is, yeah, so, yeah. you know, like, it, it, it's, raining it's, raining it's raining at the it's moment. Raining, yeah. I think some people think, do you know, it's, it's not like sort of the, the big glamour European tie. But I, I, I do take your point. I think that, you know, it's, it's Liverpool have sort of, it's been a long road back to this. To this stage, where Liverpool are competing in Europe and getting to the latter stages of the the biggest competition, so I don't think it's something that people can afford to take for granted because you know Liverpool supporters know no more than than anyone of how easy it is to slip. It can slip away. I don't think that's going to happen now. But but I thought the atmosphere at Anfield for the first leg was good. Yeah, it like was really good. Yeah, yeah, considering it was a, a game where you know maybe not thri- thrilling draw to get Porto, one of the you know probably the the least favourite side that was left in the draw. But the atmosphere was excellent. I think that's <coughs> on the, the basis that people know that even though this team is really comfortable at this level, these fans know that these nights can go away all of a sudden and they did for a long time so it's like, yeah, I still think people are making the most of it yeah you're right you're right yeah. that's fair enough I mean 2-0 James is apparently the worst lead to have the most dangerous lead to have are there any concerns that Liverpool may rest on their laurels slightly no no I don't think so I think Liverpool have never relinquished have they a, 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 a 2-0 lead and Porto have never turned one around although they didn't yeah. Yeah, okay, it wasn't two goals, but it was they were losing to Roma in the last round, and they came back and won in extra time. Yeah, but then Roma haven't been the force this season, have they? That they were last season when they reached the semi-finals. So, um, no, I mean, they you know they they did well to top their group, Porto, and you know obviously they're they're involved in their own domestic 
title race at the moment, but I, th- I still think there is a golfing class. I don't, I, I don't have any ma- massive concerns, and I think the prize awaiting Liverpool just just serves to focus minds as well because um, it don't, I don't think it gets much better than the prospect of a two-legged semi-final against Barcelona. You know, are, you, are you already excited for that? Very, very excited. Yeah. <laughs> have you already got your flight yeah. sorted? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> are there any left? Probably not. No. no I, I quite envy now that the, the lads I know who booked. It was sixty-pound returns from Liverpool to Barcelona about three weeks ago, which is a little bit presumptuous. But um, you know, it's, uh, it's I, I call it called like punning, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, with the, the prospect of Suarez and Coutinho um, back back at Anfield, and you know, just and also you want to see this. This Liverpool team is such a special team. You you want to see it competing at all the the iconic venues in European football and you know, they've already gone to one of those and won this season at the Allianz and I don't see any reason why, why they, they shouldn't go to the new camp and, and do the same. It's great to know that this hotel is very clean. I think this is one thing we can take from this. Um, was finished there. great commitment. It is, isn't it? Yeah, to be fair. No speck of dust. <laughs> um, I, I like the fact that she keeps on turning on the machine just as James starts yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe the Lynch that you got... Um, Recognised as James Pierce when you got off the plane early yes. uh, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, body double. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if only I was that famous. <laughs> I think James should have let me do that one just to like ease the take, load. Take on the you. heat off. Yeah. yeah. I, I was a little bit embarrassed by the way James said, "No, I'm James Pierce." <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> that uh, that that did happen by the way. All right, we'll we'll look at the team then. Um, turns of the team for tonight's game. Uh, obviously, Alisson in goal. We're saying the front three. We're saying the defence. Are we saying the defence? Matip, Alexander yeah, I think Arnold. That's pretty settled, isn't it? Uh, oh, the, Van Dijk or Robertson. Because Robertson. Of Gomez coming yeah, in. yeah, Robertson didn't play in the first leg, did he? Because mm. um, he was suspended. So that's something new, perhaps, for for, for Porto to, to deal with because yeah. he wouldn't have played. Obviously, he didn't play then. But uh, <laughs> thank you for the big bang in the background. Uh, the midfield, then, is the one area, though, isn't yes. it? It's interesting <laughs> because. We were talking about this yesterday, and the Liverpool's midfield, all of them are now, with the exception of Oxlade Chamberlain, all of them are now available, and they're all reasonably fresh, and they're all reasonably in good form, which is what you want at this stage of the season. So, who would you be having in that three tonight? I think he's found a really nice balance in that Henderson Fabinho Cater midfield. I really like the look of that, it's got a bit of everything about it, and has played really well recently as a unit. But I think for this one, it's an, maybe an opportunity, particularly with Cater, who, you know, he does like to take him off around the hour mark, doesn't he? Maybe he doesn't have the legs to do full 90, that intensity of the defensive work. You'll need him at Cardiff on Sunday. You'll need someone who can dribble through the lines and create and, you know, create havoc in the middle of the park. So I, I would consider leaving him out here because I, I don't think creativity is the massive thing that Liverpool need from the midfield today. They just need to keep it solid like they did all the way through that Champions League run last season and score goals on the counter and the opportunity to do that is there with the 2-0 aggregate lead so for me I would go with what the, the three of the, the other four midfielders really you know whatever that is you know, oh, I'm asking you what is it well okay I'd, I'd, maybe a Milner Wijnaldum Henderson Ooh, interesting the, the old school midfield mm, I, yeah I, I could see that I mean that's the midfield that he chooses when he he sort of wants to get the job done yeah mm. it tends to be so I would see it being that as well I mean the point about Peter, <coughs> like I think he um, 
he keeps on playing Cater into form and then taking him off the team. <laughs> <laughs> that's to have a bit of sympathy with him this season. But he, you know, he has been very good. You know, the last couple of weeks, Cater. In fact, you know, you think back even. I thought he plays really well in the first half against Bayern Munich at home, but then faded in the yeah. second half. I mean, he has he has been better the last two months, but I think this game, you know, he he always use when he when he wants when he wants to see out the results. He usually the, the only thing that he might do might be one option would would be to to, to play Van Alden as like sort of the holding midfielder as he as he did against City. And he did. It was this stage last season. Yeah, wasn't this it? stage. Yeah, and he, and he did that a couple of times at the start of the season. It's, it's whether he thinks that Fabinho and Henderson. Might need a rest because they both played the last, you know, couple of weeks. But that says, I mean, you know, Henderson only came on against Southampton. Yeah. It's just because he had such a big impact. He sort of, yeah. he was there all the way through, so he should be relatively fresh. But yeah, I, I suspect that um, Milner, Van Alden, and probably probably Henderson will, will start the game and then go from there. I mean, I must admit, I think I'm a, I agree totally. That's what I'd do. That's what I think he might do as well because of all those reasons. He just literally just just want to get the job done, keep it tight. Don't give anything away. I think if you play Cater and Henderson in those kind of newer roles, there are a few more gaps behind. And it's just yeah, it's un- un- unnecessary <laughs> pressure putting on the team because we're, we're pretty believe that Porto are going to go at it from the start. So Liverpool are going to have to be quite strong in those opening minutes. Are you agreeing with yep. what we're saying about the midfield? Yeah, definitely. I think there's no need to take any silly risks. No need to. I just don't think he needs to pick a midfield that where he's thinking about creating. A huge amount in terms of, I think, I think it, it, it will look to be compact and, and solid, um, and, and then he'll 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 rely on the front three to wreak the havoc we know they're capable of, and that's a massive thing for me. The fact that Liverpool are going into this game with you know, Mo Salah on the back of you know one of the finest goals Anfield's ever seen on the weekend, and oh, that's a big shout! Um, wow, wow. Yeah. wow. that is a massive shout! Uh, ever seen? Ever seen? Ever? It was good, like. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you Sadio Mane, you know, it, it, the, the form he's in. I think Firmino, massive second half from him against Chelsea. Um, it's just that front line is functioning so well at the moment, and um, they'll get chances tonight. And the thing is, you know, I think that you just hope Liverpool get the first goal. But I think if they get the first goal, that just absolutely kills it. Because um, there's no way Porto are getting are getting four. Um, you know, the only worry will be if Porto do get the first one. Because then, you know, there will be a little storm to ride. But this Liverpool team have, you know, they've, they've faced moments of adversity this season and come through them. And I expect to see more of the same tonight if, if that does go against them early on. All right, then finally we will go with our score predictions. Sai, what do you think? Ooh, I think Liverpool 3-1. Really? Yeah. I said 2-1 Liverpool. What? 2-1 Liverpool? Oh, go on, Jay. Two uh, 0 Liverpool. I'm going to go two one Porto Ooh. with with Porto. Classic Doyle. <laughs> with with Porto scoring first, things getting interesting, oh, and then Liverpool score, and then they have a bit of a go at the end, and it's never really going to happen. I'm mm. uh, just one final question: Are Liverpool now the favourites to win the Champions League? Um, no, I'd, I'd say I'd say Barcelona because they're actually through. Because they're through, and because. Um, you can see why I'm asking this question, though, because yeah. it, it, I don't think any... Well, you could say Man City, I suppose. Yeah, no, I, I think Barcelona, just because of the presence of Lionel Messi, you know, who still is the greatest player in the world, if not ever. Um, you know, they've breezed through the competition pretty much so far. Um, 
so I'd say Barcelona. But I think Liverpool can definitely beat Barcelona as well. Mm. Your favourites then? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. It's, it, it is Barcelona, particularly as well, because you've got so many players who've who've done this before in the European Cup. So I think yeah, you've got to make them favourites. But yeah, I agree that also. I don't think if if Liverpool get through, I don't think they should be massively fearful of them because I think they saw enough, even in those Manchester United games, to to give them encouragement. I won't ask James because he's bound to say Liverpool, right? <laughs> that, that, that'll do us on this special podcast. Join us on what day is it? It's Wednesday, isn't it? Join us on Thursday where we, me and James will be bringing some news after the game. Cheerio! You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.